0: Once there was an Asura, demon, king named Damodbhava who wanted to become very powerful. Knowing the sun to be the source of all energy on earth, he performed severe penance and austerities and prayed to the sun god with utmost devotion. After many thousands of years, the sun god was pleased with his devotion and appeared before him and asked him to name his wish. Damodbhava was elated to see the sun god, his sole object of devotion, and humbly bowed before the sun god. Damodbhava asked for the boon of immortality. The sun god expressed his inability to fulfill the wish citing his own mortality when the universe is dissolved. Damodbhava pondered for a long time and asked to be protected by a thousand armors, each that could only be broken by a person who had performed a thousand years of penance and would immediately kill the one who broke it. Damodbhava's extreme penance had made him eligible to receive the boon, and yet the sun god knew that Damodbhava would misuse it for personal gain. However, bound by his promise to grant a boon, the sun-god had no choice but to give the requested boon to Damodbhava. The jubilant Bhava proceeded back to his kingdom and then set about conquering the three worlds. With the invincible armor, none could stand in his way, let alone defeat him, Asura, Demon, Deva, Deity, the demigods, Gandharva, Yuksha, Kanaras, etc., humans, animals, and so on. Though they did try but with fatal consequences. He wreaked havoc on all who opposed him and soon his sovereignty extended to all of earth. Every morning, he would gather the sages and the warriors and ask them if there was anyone superior or equal to him in battle. Any name that cropped up would be challenged and swiftly dispatched in no time. People were scared of him and called him Sahasrakavacha, the one with a thousand armors. Around that time, one of the daughters of Daksha, the son of Brahma, prayed to Lord Vishnu to incarnate and end this Dhammadbhava's menace. Her intense and selfless prayers and devotion pleased Lord Vishnu, and he would take birth in her womb and thus incarnate to slay Dhamma Bhava. She subsequently gave birth to twins, and she named the boys Nara and Narayana. They were inseparable and were like one soul in two bodies. Living in an ashram in the remote forests, the boys became skilled in both spiritual austerities and in the art of warfare. Subsequently, Damodbhava was informed about the twins in his Who is the Greatest Warrior Morning question round. It had been a long time since Damodbhava had done battle since he had taken care of most warriors during his earlier challenges. Damodbhava arrived at their ashram and challenged them to fight. The twins chastised him for seeking battle in an ashram and asked him to go elsewhere to satisfy his bloodlust. Not one to be ignored, Damodbhava repeatedly summoned them to take up arms and fight with him. Finally, Nara took up the challenge and met Damodbhava and his army in battle with a handful of grass blades. Damodbhava fired his arrows in succession but the young ascetic deflected them with the grass blades. Nara then threw the grass blades, which became terrible weapons that mangled and decimated the Damodbhava's army. The king was amazed at Nara's display but scoffed at his opponent, proud of the invincibility conferred upon him by his complex boon. They battled for a thousand years, after which Nara hacked and broke his first armor, and as required by the boon, immediately fell dead. Damodbhava was baffled to see the broken armor. Clearly, the young ascetic could not have done penance for a thousand years before the battle started. At that moment, his twin Narayana showed up, and he brought Nara back to life. While Nara was battling Damodbhava, Narayana undertook the thousand-year penance and realized the power of the Sanyavani mantra, life-restoring chant, and used it to bring Nara back from the dead. Since they were inseparable twins, the fruits of his thousand-year penance were available to Nara, who successfully broke Damodbhava's armor. Narayana now came forth and challenged Damodbhava while Nara retired into the forest to take up the penance. Thus, the fight continued for thousands of years. One twin would engage Damodbhava in battle while the other performed penance. Every thousandth year, one armor would be broken, and the fighting twin would fall dead, only to be revived by his brother performing penance. Finally, all his thousand armors except one were broken. Damodbhava realized that he was no match for these twins in the absence of his armor. If the last one broke, he would have to fight both the twins at once and would be finished off in no time. He ran away from the battle and took refuge with the sun god, who gave him shelter because of his devotion. Nara and Narayana gave chase only to be confronted by the sun god. The twins asked the sun god to hand over Bhava so he could meet his fate and pay for all his sins of wreaking terror and mayhem in the three worlds for hundreds of thousands of years. The sun god humbly told them that though a demon, Dhammodbhava was a true devotee, Dharma required him to protect a devotee who had turned to him for help. He was willing to pay the price for following his Dharma. Note, the later paragraphs would make more sense if one gets the context and background from reading Part 1, the previous episode. Angered by the Sun God's refusal, the twins cursed him to be born as a human and suffer the consequences of his actions. Any guesses on the cursed human incarnation of the Sun God? Our tragic warrior from the previous episode, Karna, he was a unique incarnation in that the sun god split himself into two parts, one that was enough to run his daily activity around the world, and the rest merged with his devotee Damodbhava and incarnated on earth. He was born with the Bhava's only armor that survived the battle with Nara and Narayana. Nara and Narayana reincarnated as Lord Krishna and Arjuna to finish the job. Arjuna was an incarnation of Lord Indra. The tragic warrior Karna was suffering the consequences of his past life sins as Damodbhava. The heroic warrior Karna was the sun god spreading his benevolence in the world while suffering as a human, as required by the curse of Nara and Narayana, alongside Dhamma Bhava's reincarnation for supporting and protecting the unrighteous Dhamma Bhava. Had Dhamma Bhava continued the fight, he would have lost his last armor and would have had to fight Nara and Narayana without it. Fate ensured that Lord Indra, through deceit, took away his armor, while Lord Krishna took away the merits that belonged to the sun god, thus leaving Karna to fight Arjuna as a mortal in a fair fight based on their individual capabilities. Another twist in the story is the loose end left in the Ramayana, the other scriptural epic that ran its course before the Mahabharata. The two brothers, Vali and Sugraiva, were incarnations of Lord Indra and the Sun God, respectively. It is said that Arjuna killed Karna, ignoring the warrior ethics of attacking an unarmed soldier the same way Sugraiva had his brother Vali killed from behind by Lord Rama against the warrior ethics of attacking an opponent without warning from behind. Lord Rama had supported Shugriva, the incarnation of the sun god, to kill Vali, an incarnation of Lord Indra. Hence, Lord Vishnu promised Lord Indra that his next incarnation, Lord Krishna, would support Arjuna, the incarnation of Lord Indra, to kill Karna, the incarnation of the sun god. Vali also incarnated as the hunter whose misguided arrow fatally injured Lord Krishna, thus atoning for Lord Ramas, the previous incarnation of Lord Vishnu, wrong actions. Looking at the past, things don't look so tragic anymore. Just pay back time for karma that came back to take its pound of flesh by biting karna in the ass. Karma's a bitch. If avatars and the deities are not spared the rot of karma, what of us humans? As Mohanji would say, be aware. Beware.